Can you dig it? The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerate, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Now you're telling me you're not nostalgic? Give me another word for it. You're so good with words. And at keeping things vague. That that describes Deshaun right there. Yeah. (sighs) Ricky says, why does anyone need a 12-gauge? Isn't a handgun enough, LOL. Well, I mean, have you ever tried to shoot a bird with a handgun? Mid-flight, it ain't easy. And if you have, you're you're a better you're a better shot than I am. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah. yeah. Plus, just if somebody breaks into my house, I just want to I just want to click that thing. That that'll be enough. That's right? enough to make anybody run. Yeah. Yeah. That and that and, you know, the maniacal laughter and here, kitty, kitty, ha, ha, gonna blow you away, fella. You got a pretty little mouth. And Runaway yeah. Nightmare says the Night Stalker killed a bunch of people with a twenty-two and a twenty-five. Yeah. So, but he also killed people like up close, mostly while they were tied up. Like, right. I mean, well, I mean that used to be a very good mafia hit gun because they would go and put one right in the brain and it yeah. rattles around in there. Yeah. And it's a tiny little a yeah. tiny bullet. It can do some damage, but yeah, uh, it's not. It's Definitely going to break your skin. Okay, don't. You, you guys aren't taking that seriously, right? I mean, they weren't. I, I don't think they were. Okay. I, I, I never know anymore because sometimes, sometimes. But that, uh, did you watch that Night Stalker? I haven't watched it. I want to. It's, uh, I, I found it kind of fascinating because they really focus on the police officers and, and how the investigations were going. And uh, those guys are pretty interesting. So you didn't find it too graphic like everybody else is complaining about? Um, no, because <laughs> who are you talking to? You're making fun of the scene in my book earlier. What I know. You, what do you think graphic? I mean, to me, there is no graphic. There's there's nothing that's that's too graphic out there. So yeah, I don't know what people were expecting though. Um, yeah, I don't I don't either, and I'm not quite sure what the what what the criticism is. I mean, they went out and. I mean, they, they, I mean, they basically, they showed a lot of the scenes. Isn't that what we kind of want? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't have any problems with it, though, for what it's worth. But I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought the, uh, it, it was, it was fun seeing the police officers be kind of the stars of this thing. And, you know, but also talking about some of the mistakes they made and everything else. So it was, uh. I said it was a really, I thought it was pretty well done. Yeah. So, for what it's worth. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. If you want to get in, and I'm about to lose $200 on this race at Sam Houston Race Park. Wonderful. All right. Well, that's not great. I had two pick threes going, and they both just got right. killed. All that matters is you. it's a winning uh, session. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got hit the home runs, Fred. Eh, well, you can dink and dunk your way to this thing like Ichiro. Well, 
I better I better dink a little bit on the next race because <laughs> that was uh that was bad. Okay. So uh um and people wanting you to tweet out some some forty one lyrics. That's that's you guys thing. All my only some forty one lyrics is storming through the party like my name was El Nino. Yeah. And I'm hanging out drinking, drinking in the, the back, back of an El Camino. Camino. Yeah. It's pretty good. Crash my own house party because nobody came. I think that's all I got. <laughs> I know I'm not the one you thought you knew back in high school. Yeah. I don't want to waste my time. I don't know what they're Yeah, another casualty of society. <laughs> yeah. I'll never I don't fall in line and become another victim of, of your, your conformity. conformity or back down. Oh, God. That's a terrible song. I mean, it's the, the music of it is cool, but the lyrics are just awful. Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, is that a good look? Is what I want to know. It, that it's a really good look. Okay, as long as it's a really good look. Now there's an argument on the Twitch about what uh, what gun is best for home defense. The one you can, the I, one you can get whatever out, huh? one you can control <laughs> and shoot accurately. Uh, that's that's where what I'm every at. firearms trainer will tell you. And Ricky says I would sleep better with a handgun next to the bed. Anything more powerful is just unnecessary for home defense. So, like, I've told my wife, if I'm gone and there's someone in the house, I'm not going to tell her to pick up my 45. I I would tell her to pick up the 12-gauge because even if you're not a great shot, you're probably going to hit them. And, you know, so it's uh, that that may be why people like to use shotguns for uh, home defense. It's dark. Hard to hit someone in the dark with a pistol. You know what? Just like uh, Mississippi and El Dorado, he couldn't shoot, so they got him a shotgun. Yeah. And what happened? He accidentally shot John Wayne. That's true. But, yeah, that I mean, that is a good point. If you're going to have something for home defense, and it's it's a lot easier to hit somebody with a shotgun than it is if you're not good with a handgun. Yeah. So... Why, why did why did this debate get started? I don't know. I think it's because we were because t- we were asked why we would need a twelve gauge. Yeah, I think we've given them pretty reasons, pretty good reasons, huh? Yeah. So, uh, USA Today, my least favorite paper, ranked the four best, uh, ranked the four potential matchups by watchability. I want to see if you, uh, I, I want to see what your rankings would be. Mine is anything called Gazette. So if it's some town gazette, that's my least favorite paper. No, that wasn't the question. I know, but I was just letting yeah. you know. You said okay. it was your, I was just pa- passing on some. You know what? Though, how do you? How do you? If you kn- can give commentary, do you I not, want to give commentary. Do you not like the Ben Gazette? No. Okay. Well, what about the? Uh, you no, know, I mean the the Silsby Gazette. No. Well, what's wrong with it? I don't like gazettes. But what if they have like the best gazette person ever? Like a superstar no. Gazette person, no, no, no that no, the Chronicle no. would kill to get, but they won't leave the Gazette. See, I, I think you're judging too harshly. All right. So, how, all right, based on watchability, let's see if you can nail how they they pick this because it's very predictable. So, the fourth most watchable Super Bowl in their mind would be Bills versus Bucks. They have Chiefs versus Bucks. Oh. Oh no, they have Bills versus Bucks. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Of course they do. Which I would be interested in that. Number three. This actually Bills this is versus Packers. Chiefs versus Bucks. 
Okay. So they hate the they Bucks. think the Bucks are the the boring. Players. Yeah, yeah. I see that that's the only hard one there, is because I think uh, you could easily put Bills Packers there, but I think these guys clearly think that whoever the Packers play makes them the best two games, which fair. Although, I mean, I'd be kind of interested in Brady and the Bucks. And uh, Bills versus Packers, too, obviously, and Chiefs versus Packers, one. I think it all depends if, I mean, I, I would agree with that if you could guarantee me that Patrick Mahomes is 100%. Yeah. No one wants to see a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. Except Bills fan. No, I don't. Of which you are. Well, yeah, I mean, after <laughs> after this week. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, but I don't think, if he can play this week and plays well, then I, yeah. I don't think he's hobbled. I mean, he'll be fine. What are you what are you expecting from him? What are you like are you expecting 90%? Um I actually think there is uh there's more to this than what's being put out. I think you're going to see a 70% Mahomes. Okay. And that's that may not be good enough. In fact, I'm almost certain it's not good enough. I'm still waiting and waiting. I like he's practiced he practiced yesterday, he's practicing today. Uh, I'm waiting for them to say he's good to go so people will start betting on the Chiefs and maybe we see like a four, four and a half. Yeah. That would be ideal. Yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm looking for. Uh, but I, I mean, I already got three and a half and I feel like that's a good number. I'm very happy with that. And not really, uh, don't really need it to get that big. And I don't think it will, man. I, I think people are too sharp, and they know that if he's coming off a concussion, that you know he might not be right yeah. off the bat. And, and even if he's just shaky for a quarter before he settles in, that, that might be too much against this team. Could be. We shall see. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. And uh, you know, can we – I mean, we can make fun of Deshaun Watson's – tweets oh i haven't tweeted any lyrics in a while yeah you need to do that but I'll do that during the break but can we not can we not speculate on where he's being traded for a day that'd be good can we just do that we all agree aaron you in on that yep 100 percent. okay so uh all right well we're gonna take a quick break here and uh we've got a lot of good stuff to get to my brad powers coming up shortly so don't go anywhere it's the blitz on espn 97.5 92.5 ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. There I was completely wasting, out of work and down. All inside, it's so frustrating. As I drift from town to town, feel as though nobody cares if I live or die. So I might as well begin to put some action in my life. You know what it's called. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <sighs> That's one that we used to do in one of our bands back in the day. Uh, Warren wants to weigh in on the bills. Let's hear what Warren has to say. 
That I said the Bills would never win the Super Bowl? No, man. The next Files episode where the cigarette smoking man said the Bills would never win a Super Bowl. What episode is he talking about? You remember that episode? Of what now? I'm sorry. The X Files. Oh, no, I I was not a big X Files guy, believe it or not. So. Uh, His phone is terrible. Yeah, sorry. Do you you have a. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, it it just. We couldn't hear you. Yeah. (sighs) Ah. Uh, oddly enough, I was never an X Files guy. Even Seems though, like it would be your. I know because I'm, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big alien guy. I, I am an, an ancient astronaut theorist, but uh, that never really worked for me. Just me. Seven one three seven eight zero. ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It would be really cool if Tampa got a home game for the Super Bowl. No, no. Wouldn't. What would be cool about that? It's not like you're going to get a bunch of fans in there. It's not. It's not really going to be any different. Other than they don't have to travel, and they can bring in their own hookers. I mean, that's. I mean, that's an advantage, I guess. Yeah, but what does a Tampa hooker look like? Um. Well, I wouldn't know that, sir. Nice, nice I think try. The Tampa hookers would lose money because the the high end ones would actually come in town and beat them out for their pricing. Mm, maybe. Well, but that's the one thing about Super Bowl is that. The locals are always out uh, outnumbered. There's like every every pay per view in the entire country tends to fly in there for Super Bowl week. So seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. And Flea, no, that wasn't Warren from There's Something About Mary. It's just we couldn't hear his phone. <sighs> Man, you guys are mean. I mean, I like it, but you're mean. Um. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday. It sounds like the Lions are really open to trading Matthew Stafford, which makes some sense. Um, the so is that is that her, your girl, or is that somebody different? The one you were talking about That's earlier, Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. What, what's she, what's she doing with red hair? She's she always has red, red hair. hair no, she had dark hair. She didn't no, look, no, she's always had red hair. Because ah, I don't find her attractive with that hair, and you know how I feel about redheads. Well. I mean, that's how she's always looked. Really? Yeah. Shows how much attention I pay to Rachel Nichols. I mean, she's aged a lot in the past five years. But she doesn't look any older. She's aged five years in the last five years, the guys. Hair, the hair doesn't look right. I don't I don't know why. Now I got to go look her up and, and see if she's always had that hair. Because I don't think she has. I think you guys are just messing with my head right now. Okay. Yeah, see, that's dark hair. Almost all these are dark hair. It's kind of a mix. I, I, mean, I think I, the last time I saw her, she had dark hair. See, that's that's not red hair. Okay, hold on. Let me. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's about it's about fifty fifty between dark hair and red. And then one time she's got blonde. That looks awful. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I haven't seen her. It's not fifty fifty. If you type in Rachel Nichols and then look at images, I'm looking. I'd say I'm got the same search thing. Yeah, thing. I've got a lot of what, red hair. You're not very good at counting. Let's see. One, two. I think the blonde you're looking at is not the, that's not the same Rachel Nichols. Okay. There are two Three. Rachel Nichols. Oh, really? Well, who cares about the other one? Well, there's only one that's that that's famous, the one that works for ESPN. There is another Rachel Nichols. She was on a Disney show, apparently. Yeah, and she's okay. got dark yeah, hair. She has dark hair. But I don't think you're watching Disney but Channel. ESPN and NBA you and CNN reporter Rachel Nichols has always had red hair. Huh. 
Interesting. Who am I confusing her with then? Uh, Aaron Andrews? No. No, your girl that... Uh, uh, Ramona, Ramona Shelburne. Shelburne? Yeah. No, I'm not confusing her. Ramona is... <laughs> don't you disrespect Ramona. <laughs> Ramona's a beautiful creature. Uh, there's... I don't know who I'm thinking of then. Some other useless ESPN. Kaylee Hardung? No. No, it's it's somebody with a similar name then. That's what it is. Rachel Pickles. No, not her. And stop bringing pickles into into things. Disgusting. That's how she's always looked, huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, she she's had darker shades of red, but it's always yeah. been red, red-hued hair. Boy, it shows how little attention I pay to Rachel. It Nichols. does. It really does. But you seemed very interested all of a sudden. You thought she was the press secretary. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> so you, you know, you said she had red hair. I was just trying to, you know. Not every red-haired lady is the press secretary. Really? Yeah. Although I will say Rachel Nichols, more attractive than Jen Psaki. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I don't know. How did we get on this? Can we get back to rap lyrics? Can you get back to tweeting out rap lyrics? Sure. I think that's, you know. I've been pretty good about it. More productive. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, some of the Mons Venus is in Tampa. I, I've heard that. Yes, I. All I know about it, it was in it was in some Motley Crue song. By the way, we were talking about the Lions trading Matt Stafford right before you got distracted. That's all right. Who hair. cares? Um, and I'm not thinking of Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan is an angel sent from heaven. That's what isn't that Josh's angel sent from heaven? No, too? that's Mina. Mina Kimes. That's mm-hmm. right. He can't okay. stand Katie Nolan. Oh, oh, yeah. Josh we, we and Fred disagree. We, yeah, on that. we got a little competition going here in terms of. Uh, I am big on uh, big on Rachel Nichols. I'm not big on Rachel. No, she's Katie Nolan. Big on Katie Nolan. Not so big on Mina Kimes. He loves Mina Kimes and hates Katie Nolan. So you know, the good news is if we were ever to, you know, be at an event where we had an opportunity to like meet him, then we wouldn't be going for the same one. Yeah. So we wouldn't both be striking out with the same person. So, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> no, not Samantha Ponder. No. Adrian Barbeau, yes. Even now. Is she still Samantha alive? Ponder, no? No, not for me. Anybody who marries a failed quarterback. I'm, he wasn't I'm, here when she smited the show for making fun of her child's name. That was when he was on vacation all those years ago. Well, yeah. I still have that audio. What What happened? Uh, AJ and Jeremy Branham were reading tweets from certain listeners and loyal listeners about Samantha Ponder's daughter's name being Bowden Ponder or Bowden. Yeah, that's what they named her. Bowden Ponder after Bobby Bowden. And somebody made a joke of rearranging those letters and she got wind of it and tweeted and yelled at AJ and Jeremy via Twitter of how dare you talk about my daughter being tied up as a newborn, basically. Yeah, I don't even I, I I don't even remember like what she said, but she was very angry. She was. But because we even had I had to field calls as an intern of I want to give these guys a piece of my mind. Like, Where are you from? Minnesota. Yeah, no thanks, bud. Was it even that bad? I don't think so. Uh I think uh, Des had tweeted that guys were going to rearrange her name eventually when she got to high school and college age. 
and make it bound and uh, yeah, something that rhymes with that er. Oh. And that somehow you got blamed for somebody. Somebody, one of her fans apparently here tweeted at her and was like, these guys at ESPN are making fun of your daughter's name. She wasn't kind to that. I hate Twitter tattertales. Tattletales, excuse me. I I mean, really? That's I I hate when people do. Oh, and and they'll they'll do it. Like, I don't I remember who we were talking about one time. I think it was uh, that awful show that uh, Lebertard had. And somebody's tweeting at Dan Levitard. This guy said your show is awful. Which one? Highly questionable? I don't remember which one it was. And, and it wasn't even that bad. I was just saying, yeah, it's just not for me. I mean, I've, I've listened to it. It doesn't do anything for me. And somebody tweets him. Oh, these guys said, you're just jealous. That's my favorite one. No, nope, I'm not jealous of that. Oh, boy. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-703-776. Uh, the police said AJ getting banned from yet another famous person's Twitter account. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, the only ones I know about are Kyler Murray because he's we mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger because he blocks everybody. I, I thought he was going to unblock everybody. Did he not do I, that? I haven't bothered to check because I never cared anyway, mm-hmm. even though I was blocked. Even I, I, although I can't remember ever mentioning Ben Roethlisberger on Twitter ever, but that's okay. That's about it. Well, I guess- Brian Cushing. Brian Cushing blocked me? Did he? He blocked like half of Houston media at one point. When he uh, somebody had said something about him doing roids. No, I'm not blocked. Hmm. Brian Cushing loves me. Uh, let me see. I don't think I've ever really... I mean, I made a few Brian Cushing needle jokes, but who hasn't, right? Right. Uh, no, I'm not blocked. Uh, yeah, I'm not even blocked by Big Ben anymore. He unblocked Ah, uh, there you go. Does that make you want to follow him now? No. <laughs> but what about Kyler Murray? Uh, I bet he hasn't unblocked you. I bet you're right. Uh, oh, I can't even like uh, <laughs> I can't even get to his account to see if I'm blocked because I'm, I'm blocked certainly. <laughs> so because I type in Kyle, I don't know what his uh, his handle is, but when I type in Kyler Murray, there's no blue check don't, accounts that pop up. Don't don't worry, AJ. When he grows a few inches, he'll unblock you. Maybe so. <laughs> I love it when people are still mad about something from high school. Because he, he was a high school senior when you did that, I think right? so, yeah. 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 But, oh, speaking of which, I had this story that I wanted to get to. Do you see this? Uh, I, I'm not familiar with this the sports writer, but uh, he's a Detroit guy. And his name uh, is Marlo Alter. Okay which is kind of a dumb name, but uh, he tweeted something out. It says Dan, I wrote a story about how Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions coach front runner made controversial anti-gay remark in college. I did see this guy. Yeah. And it turns out he did the same thing. Yes, exactly. And then had to go back and apologize for all his tweets. First off, you know what? The guy was in college. He messed up. He apologized. And, I mean, what's a 40-year-old man now, almost? Yeah. Why are you still bringing stuff like that up? And if you are, you damn sure better not have it on your own Twitter yeah, account. Don't don't be that guy. Ugh. Don't throw stones. Not wise, guys. If you're a stoner. He used the uh, the British cigarette word several times. Mm, can't do in that. In his tweets. Can't so. do that. 
I need to go through and I need to pay someone to go through my entire Twitter and delete anything that I could have ever gotten in trouble for saying. In case, just in case I'm ever famous one day, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You know? Um. Does Bregman still have you blocked? Uh, let me see. I don't think he ever blocked you. I, I don't he... think he did either. No. No, I'm. Uh. uh no, I'm not blocked. All right. We're going to take it. But break. I think he's almost retired from Twitter. Hmm. All right. Let's take a uh, quick break. We have a little Brad Powers scheduled to come up next. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5925. ESPN 97.5. I assume you knew. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Time for a little uh, college basketball discussion from a gambling perspective, of course, with the legendary Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com. Follow him on Twitter at bradpowers7. Mr. Powers, how the heck are you, sir? Excellent. How you guys doing? We're doing well, man. How's your uh, how's your hoop season going? Is it in full swing just yet? Yeah, it's about in full swing. Uh, obviously, you know, football's starting to get in the rearview mirror outside of you know a couple games left, but uh, full on basketball last seven to ten days. Looking forward to, to uh, obviously uh, it's an interesting season. Like I mean, for example, today. You would think the market would know stuff. Uh, USC Stanford, uh, huge team, one of the biggest teams we've seen all week on USC because of Stanford issues. And lo and behold, it's USC's got to cancel because of COVID. So even a market move like that ends up, you know, all that money that, you know, who knows if it had been right or wrong, but uh, nobody had any inside intel on USC having COVID issues. Man, one of the things that I've, I've seen uh this year more than the past i suppose is these transfers you know being able to just sort of leave willy-nilly uh i mean it can change a team overnight and i you know i was uh i i made a i've got a, a play in today on uh eastern kentucky because ut ut martin's he uh point guard is transferring he went into the transfer portal officially today and it's i mean it's some it's things like that that you know, normally they happen in the off season but with the yep. rules now they're happening in, in the middle of the season so you never know what's going to happen certainly and now that there's really no punishment for transferring i mean you're just you're going to see it in college sports and it's remarkable to see it during the season but you know in, in a covid type of year where we had guys opt out uh, it's, it, it's made things different. Let's just put it that way. I mean, in a lot of cases, you've been able to find some value. And then in other cases, you know, you, you see the true value of that certain player that, or that coach that, that might miss because of a positive case. In a lot of instances, you find that, yeah, no, I guess it didn't mean that much at all. Uh, let's talk about uh, – well, before we get into the games, the actual games, I wanted to talk get your thoughts on – I mean, right now if the tournament started, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, they'd all be sitting at home. Are, are, are there any of these teams that you expect 
you know, by by the time conference tournaments come around, we'll we'll have gotten it together enough, or, or pieced together as a team enough to really make a run. I, yeah, I normally I would say yes. I don't think so this year. I just think it's it's going to be one of those seasons where it just never comes together. Maybe for, for the three of them, I was thinking there for a little bit that Kentucky might figure things out. Same here. Uh, they had a three game winning streak. They dominated Florida. And then they've turned around and lost three straight games. So uh, and, and I don't know if it's going to happen for, for any of those three. And one of those three have in common this year. I mean, it, it's quite simple. I mean, three of the least experienced teams in the country. And, the, you know, we, we saw it in college football. We saw we're seeing in college basketball is even some of the blue bloods. If you don't have all your you know, T's crossed and your I's dotted uh, and you're inexperienced without, you know, the, the, the similar practice time that you normally have, it's just it could be a one-off for those types of uh, teams, and I'm certainly not finding value betting on them. I can tell you that. Well, let's uh, let's look at some of the games coming up this weekend. Tomorrow, sort of the the marquee game of Friday is is Michigan at Purdue, and Michigan, of course, been very hot. Uh, they lost to home Minnesota, which is you know an, uh, a juggernaut. Uh, but they, they they go to Purdue now, and Purdue is starting to kind of figure some things out a little bit. Uh, line is up. It's minus three, Michigan minus three on the road. What do you think of Michigan and Purdue? Yeah, I'm going to lean with Purdue here, but I'm going to wait because I expect Michigan money to continue to flood in the marketplace. I mean, outside of the Minnesota game, I mean, they've been remarkably dominant. And keep in mind, most of the betting public, as soon as they came into the marketplace, as far as routinely betting college basketball, they've done nothing but win with Michigan. I will say that here's why I'm on the Purdue side. If you look at Michigan's one loss here uh, in the last you know, three weeks, only road game that they played in the last three weeks, that being on the road against Minnesota. I get it. You know, the, the crowd is – there just aren't the, the similar crowds that we've had in past years. But I look at a team like Minnesota, still has huge home away type of, of discrepancies. And I'm wondering if Michigan finally playing a couple of road games, maybe they're a little overrated in the market. So I am going to leave with the Boilers here, plus the points. But, again, I would wait. I expect the line to go up a little bit. Uh, Saturday, Kansas at Oklahoma. Kansas has lost two straight games, uh, both road games. They're, they're on the road again at Oklahoma, who they beat by four at home earlier this month. Uh, Kansas sitting at just four and three in conference. And, you know, losing to Baylor is not a big deal, I guess. Baylor's widely regarded as one of the two or three best teams in the country. But Oklahoma State, Texas, teams that seem to have, you know, similar talent, uh, Kansas is losing to. What what do we think of Oklahoma at home? It looks like Ken Palm has Oklahoma one-point favored. I I don't know that that'll hold up, certainly once public money starts coming in. But what do you think of, of the matchup there? I'm going to actually lean with Kansas, and I would be more prone to that. That'd be one I want to attack Friday night overnight because I think the expectation for me, money will come in on Kansas. Why? I mean, coming into the Baylor game, keep in mind Kansas had not lost back-to-back games in Big 12 play. They were on a 29-0 and streak, and you know, obviously a very lucky cover if you back Kansas. I mean, that probably was one of my most fortunate covers I've had in my entire career there, but uh I, I just can you guys see Kansas losing three games in Big Twelve play? I know this is nowhere near one of Bill Self's best teams, but I just it, look. There's no it, losing to this year's Baylor team, but which might end up being one of the best. Not only the, the one of the top two teams in the country this year, but I think when it's all said and done, they might actually be better than Gonzaga. It's a shame we didn't get to see that game. 
I, I, I just don't see it. I, I see Kansas, you know, getting the outright win here. And I'm hoping to catch plus one because the expectation will be Kansas uh, closes as a favorite. Well, it makes me hate you that you uh, won on Kansas against Baylor because basically that means the book. Because you had took, Baylor? Yeah, oh, yeah, I had Baylor. So you've got my money in your pocket, which that's just it, it, it's disgusting. Uh, you're taking a lot of money out of my pocket uh, on the college <laughs> basketball stuff. So I was probably owed one. Uh, Baylor is on the road, speaking of Baylor, at Oklahoma State. Uh, Ken Palm has it at about eight points. My guess is it's probably going to be closer to ten. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on on Baylor against Oklahoma State? Is this like a, like a, a team that Baylor can run away from a little bit? I think so. Lean Baylor for me, uh, and I agree with you with that assessment. I expect Baylor to close ten. Uh, anything less than ten, and, and you know, at least a small bet for me on Baylor. I. I, here's a great example. Cash the ticket, fading Baylor. I thought they were in a bad spot playing, you know, with one day rest after a big win against Texas Tech where, where some people thought they'd get tripped up there. To, to do what they did to Kansas, which should have been uh, a cover, and it was impressive from start to finish on the Bears. I mean, that right there proved to me that they're clearly at least the second-best team in the country, if not that the best. We'll see as we continue to move along here, but uh, this is a team, where's their bad performance this season? I mean, every game's been by margin, at least eight points every single game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be certainly looking to bet Baylor anything single digits. This is an interesting matchup to me. Ohio State going to Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is, I, I think they're good, but then if I go and look for their best win, I, I, maybe Louisville, maybe you know, maybe Minnesota, uh, and then they—I mean—they just weren't even competitive against Michigan. Um, no, nope. and then now they're they're at home against an Ohio State team, who I also, I you know, I, I every time they look like they're starting to strengthen some things together, you know, they they beat Illinois, uh, much to my chagrin, and it's like, wow, that's a that's a really good win, and then they they lose at home to Purdue, uh, lost lost both games to Purdue, lost to Northwestern earlier this year. So, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Where do you think? Uh, where, where, how do you think the the Badgers are looking uh, in this matchup? Yeah, obviously Wisconsin would be a short home favorite. Pro, you know, the, the expectation Ken Palm has is four. I think that's about right. I think you hit the nail on the head. Both teams are a little inconsistent for being two top twenty teams. And I agree with you on the Ohio State. I actually was with you on the Illinois side of things. And then, you know, after that, just as, a, you know, okay, Ohio State, you know, they got their point guard after he missed a couple of games. Uh, he's back in it. Okay, Ohio State might be, you know, looking to, to, to maybe catch up with Michigan as far as the top two, three teams in, in the Big Ten. They turn right around and lose it as a short uh, home favorite against Purdue. And, and just, a, you know, obviously not a head-scratching performance. There was their first home loss of the season. Be interested to see how the market treats this one. Uh, I think four. If it's four, I'm not going to have a bet, so it's a pass. But but if I'm catching five or more, I, I'd I'd be looking to to, to lean with the Buckeyes. This one, uh, St. Bonaventures at St. Louis, one of two a matchup of two of my favorite teams right now. Um, I, I and I, I don't I I'm still totally not certain that it's going to happen. Uh, because it, that's that seems to be sort of the way things are going right now, but. Uh, it, it looks like at least for now it's scheduled. Do you, do you expect it to happen? I guess, and and if so, what do you where are you leaning? 
Yeah, I mean, St. Bonaventure, you know, cashing tickets for a lot of people yesterday. That, that seemed to be a very popular bet for them. And obviously, the Bonnies came through there with a nice win. You know, St. Louis was a hot team at the start of the season. If the game does happen, I just think a little bit more rest edge for St. Louis. I think with with St. Louis on that one. Okay, yeah, it says they're they're close to returning. It's scheduled, but I, I I'm still not convinced. So no point in spending much time on that. Last game, I'll ask you about Mizzou at Tennessee. I I had a, a good amount on Tennessee against Florida, and that was the worst performance I've I, I could have imagined Tennessee having. I mean, they just they were so terrible. And I, at, the, at halftime, I said, there's no way they things keep going this poorly. Florida's shorthanded, <laughs> uh, so I live bet Tennessee. They, they didn't even come close. So Tennessee, I've seen them look like one of the best teams in the country, and then I've seen them look like that. What, what's, the, what's the real Tennessee, and, and how do you think Mizzou matches up with them? Uh, I really like Tennessee quite a bit. So of the games that we've discussed here in this segment, yeah, you know, I think even at the Kempom projected number of Tennessee, like six, I I I, I want to bet Tennessee. And I think uh, you know me from you know doing several podcasts together. I like outliers, and I I want to bet on a team off an outlier performance and obviously losing by twenty six points to Florida, a team that you were a significant road favorite at, uh, against. I think Tennessee rebounds. And why am I confident? Well, one thing for starters, uh, you know, defense usually carries over from game to game. And Tennessee has one of the best defenses in the entire country. So I'm not worried about that. You know, on offense, that has been okay. It's not like a great offense for Tennessee, but they had arguably their worst performance of the season. You're back at home. I think they rebound here. Tennessee minus six would be my best bet. All right. Good to hear, Brad. Well, I would. Wish they could have played like that uh, against Florida, and I, w- I wish that, that this would be the uh, this would be the outlier. Brad Powers at Brad Powers Seven on Twitter. Uh, always appreciate the time. BradPowersSports dot com, where you can get all his plays at. Appreciate it, Brad. We'll talk to you next week, bub. All right, sounds good. Thanks, man. All right, I'm going to do a little giveaway on the way out here at uh, five fifty. We'll take caller five. It's Sam Houston Race Park Thursday where we're giving away a pair of tickets in every show to see all the action live during the 27th annual Thoroughbred Racing Season. Live racing begins at 6.45 p.m. on Friday and Saturday night. Every Friday night, enjoy $2 long necks and $2 wines. COVID-19 protocols will be strictly observed. Caller 5 at 5.50. You're going to win a pair of tickets to Sam Houston Race Park. Get your wagers in as early as possible. Visit SHRP.com for more info. We'll be right back. It's the Blitz. On ESPN 97.5-92.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Starting only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Do you know what time it is? 5.50. Yeah, that's when you should be calling in to win the tickets. Oh. Oh. That worked out. 
Now it's time for the Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. The Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gem of the Day. All right, I know you like to make fun of me for my uh, interest in aliens and, and, and the study of them. Well, look who's laughing now. Demi Lovato. Have you seen what she's up to? No. She's doubled down on her uh, claims that she's been communicating with aliens. Okay. Uh, she's been sharing photos and video of her alien experience on Instagram, writing, among other things, if we were to get 1% of the population to meditate and make contact, we would force our governments to acknowledge the truth about extraterrestrial life among us and change our destructive habits destroying our planet. Um, in, uh, 2016, she said she'd seen a worm UFO. And in 2014, she said she believes aliens and mermaids are real. That's where she loses me. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I, mermaid, I, I, mermaids too much of a stretch. Yeah. I mean, come on mermaids. Okay. Bigfoot. No aliens. Yes. Very possible. Uh, but, uh, apparently she's, uh, she had something that happened in, in Joshua tree national park where she saw a bunch of stuff. And, uh, but she believes if you meditate that they will communicate with you. I meditate. I also meditate. I also meditate stoned. Never had any aliens communicate with me. No. And I, I mean, maybe I, I'm just not doing it right. Cause I really thought being stoned would be the perfect way to meditate and talk to aliens because you know, they might talk, you know, they might not actually exist, but you think they do. That didn't work either. But she says, uh, it's, it was super easy to make contact. We'd been meditating all week. And then it only took us 10 minutes before we looked up and saw a ship. It had two red lights. You're seeing it, and you're just like, cool. So everyone else saw that? Yeah. You know what that sounds like? An airplane to me a little bit. Just you know, two lights. I, I, I mentioned this when we went camping. Like, you could see every star in the sky. I can see why people think they see uh, spaceships going through the sky. It's like, wow, that's way up there. Yeah, they're called satellites. When, when the sky's that clear, you can actually see them pretty badass frankly I like to try to figure out whether it's a russian satellite or a communication satellite or an alien you know, that's, that's what i like to sit there and do there's an app that i think will tell like it won't tell you the like dod ones specifically right. but it'll describe the satellite by its name i believe so she wants to know do you know what astral projection is aj no uh it's not like astro projection where we look at the lineup and see right. what they might do this year and what carlos might hit says, uh, the best way I can describe it is when your consciousness leaves your body. You can travel to different places in the present, future, past, or you could travel to different planets. You have an out-of-body experience. The night I asked that orb to come back and hang out with me in my dreams, I fully astral projected in my sleep. I had this experience where I was in my room and these beings were like, do you want to come back to our planet? Okay. She granted she's hotter than me, I'll say that. But I've tried to get, uh, tried to tell aliens, yeah, man, I want to go party in your planet. This doesn't sound like astral projection, though. This sounds like drug use. That's what it sounds like to me. She said she can go anywhere in the past or future with her mind. Why wouldn't you just go to the future and figure out stock prices and make a buttload? 
Well, that's how I would do it. If if I can go forward back in time, I'm telling you what, I'm going to first Saturday in May and figure out who's winning the Kentucky Derby this year. Or why wouldn't she go to the future and figure out what's the best song of like 2024 at the Grammys and write it? Ooh, that would steal it. Yeah, see now, now you're but now you're starting to mess with the space time continuum. Yeah, I mean, if you're, you're doing the stock thing, you're still messing with it. Well, not necessarily. I mean, yes, I I might have been right on those stocks, but she would not have written. See, you're changing an actual event there. I have a problem with that because now you're on a different timeline, and and you could the whole thing could collapse upon you, especially her while she's astral projecting. And if if the timeline collapses while she's out of her body, what's going to happen? She'll never return. I hate when we delve into these conversations. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh, but you love you, know, you love quoting bad lap rap lyrics. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out what her uh, what her game is here. I mean, because obviously, could, I don't know. You, you can't believe a word of it, right? No, I don't believe a word of it. But I mean, drugs are a hell of a thing. You know that. Mm. Yeah, she's definitely high. I'm sucked out of my room, and I'm just like hovering in deep space. I fly to this pink and purple planet that looked like Dr. Seuss. Then I woke up. I don't know if it was just a really intense dream, if I full-on astral projected, or if I was abducted. I'm not really sure. It was a dream, you idiot. Uh, Then my friend had the same experience a week later when he got home from the same trip. Yeah, this... Okay, I'm I'm going to go ahead and make an official diagnosis here. As an ancient astronaut theorist, this chick is a loon. Yeah. And that's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Yeah, almost everybody. She's an odd bird. She thinks she's the ancient one from Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. I'm pretty impressed that these aliens are so proficient in English. Well, they're a uh, higher power. They're they're uh, they pick up our language very quickly. It's very our our language is really a dummy language, is what they well, think. You know who else picks up uh, English really quickly? Every other country in the world that teaches more than one language. It's true. So, uh, well, I'm sure they're communicating telepathically, right? So you don't really need language. I wouldn't think you would. Yeah. I'm sorry. Am I am I taking this too far into a, a yes? Okay. <laughs> All right. I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. You're looking to save money on your homeowner's insurance. TGS, a great place to start. Uh, you you because if you're like me, I had no idea what I was paying for my homeowner's insurance. Didn't have a clue. All right. Well, that that happens. Uh, so I sent I texted the word money to twenty three twenty three twenty three. I looked up what I was paying. They sent me a quote within fifteen seconds, mind you. And I realized, oh my god, I could be saving a thousand dollars a year on my life or on my homeowner's insurance, and that's what I did. So now I'm saving a thousand dollars a year by switching to TGS. The average customer saving nine hundred bucks annually with this stuff. But I know uh, a dude here in our office who saved twenty six hundred dollars a year by switching to TGS home insurance. It's so simple. They've already done all the work. They're going to get you out of your old uh, insurance policy, get you refunded on that, and you can start saving money right away. And once again, it's just so simple. What are you waiting for? There's no obligation. If you don't like what they send you, okay, ignore the text. But text the word money to 232323. Start saving today with TGS Insurance. Well, hello. 
So call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. 